0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Gio. And
1: I'm your other host, Richard.
0: And if you didn't know, every other week we gather a couple of our friends to have serious talks on the issues affecting minority communities at Blair. Sometimes we just talk about random stuff.
1: So... Log into every episode on the BNC Podcast Spotify channel to see who we talk to next and what our newest topics will be on the Voses Podcast.
0: Alexa, play intro music. No,
1: we do that for the late night show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, turn off. Okay. Richard, how you been? How's everything?
1: It is the week of a lifetime. Last weekend, I did a uh, band rehearsal intensive for a show that we played on Sunday. Mm. And then we're preparing for a three hour long show on Thursday, Mm. which I am not ready for. But we will be getting paid. And I'm kind of happy about that because we're getting... Each of you or the band? Each of us. Our starting rate is $25 per member. And then we're going to be getting tips after that. So, mm-hmm. and since it's three hours long, and since we're in like rich white people Annapolis, you never yeah. know. I might. Oh, I yeah. Might,
0: they'll be tipping with $5 in like I hope, 20s. I hope,
1: I hope I at least get like $50. Mm-hmm. That'd be cute. I got to buy clothes.
0: Bring a little bucket that says, I'm going to Berkeley. Help me out.
1: Yeah, I will. I will I will guilt trip.
0: Uh, those you can like people. dance, get a fedora. They love a good fedora.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How have you been?
0: Um, I've been doing good. I've been doing a lot of um reflecting just on my own life and what I'm doing. I feel like the pandemic has it was cute. She's done her duty. Now she she gotta pack it up and go. Because first of all this whole mask mandate thing is throwing me for a loop because in the back of my head i want to be like y'all are crazy i'm not taking off my mask but i explained it to you the other the other day like earlier on in the pandemic when the cdc was like you need to start wearing masks and everyone else was like you're all crazy how are we gonna be wearing masks like i can't breathe and we were all looking at them side-eyed So Mm -hmm. now if the CDC is saying don't wear your mask and I'm over here being like, I don't I don't know. That's where I get why people look at me side eyed. And so I'm just confused. But am I comfortable taking off my mask in public? No,
1: Mm, I get that. My dad looked at me sideways because yesterday at the show, um, I, I wanted to keep my mask on. And he was like, the mandate says if you're fully vaccinated, you can't. You don't have to put it on, but I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to invest that much trust into these the into 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 a venue of this established. Yeah. This established.
0: No, I get what you mean though. Like we're in a place in time where the majority of people in a room are not going to be vaccinated, and on top of that, even if you are, that one person can make you feel real uncomfortable.
1: I think it's at like fifty percent.
0: And Montgomery County right I now. guess but like I mean in general
1: I, I just every time I walk like every time I'm in a room I'm like there's a good chance that at least half of these people are vaccinated mm-hmm. so like maybe I won't have to hold my breath that much today
0: yeah like me personally I'm at the point so at Hollister when we close it's just the people who work there and it's usually like three or four of us And the store is completely empty, and the only thing is fold down the entire store and just make it look presentable for the next morning. After a long day of work, I talk a lot to people, so my mask gets, like, I don't know what the word is. I say soggy just to be annoying, but the word isn't soggy. Like, it just gets loose. Not moist. It's not even wet. Like, it's just loose. I like a stiff mask. I wear the surgical mask, so I like it to be, like, fitted onto my nose bridge and just like you know i change my mask every day i have a little box and i wear a new one every day but um i'm comfortable not having it on around my co-workers like who are vaccinated and well no maybe are, are they all vaccinated i think they are maybe majority but like i mean like obviously we're not on top of each other making out but if we are distance and if I'm having a conversation with you and you're right next to me, and I mean like we're in this place together all the time, basically this is our bubble. I'm comfortable with it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because there is a sense of going back into the real world. But however, being out in public, especially like at a grocery store or even at my work, like I don't think I could go a whole day of my job without my mask. I don't
1: know. I think I hate the world again. Because I see people out there without their masks on. And I'm like, this is how it was? I don't want this.
0: But I'm just hoping that by the winter, it would be the last season that... Because having a mask on during the winter is good.
1: It's really good. It keeps keeps you warm. It keeps my face warm. It keeps my lips from drying out. Yeah.
0: So I'm hoping this is like the last season that will, or this coming winter will be the last season that the maskation will be. Forget
1: that. I'm wearing a mask every winter just because of that. Mm. It's such a pro. Only pros. Because that's cold. that's cold season. And you're not, you're not, you're preventing yourself from getting it and you're keeping your face warm and you're not having yeah. concrete looking lips.
0: I was having that combo with my nail tech and she was basically saying how before actually saying pan- that you
1: have a nail tech now i do
0: have a nail tech y'all <laughs> her name you is have michelle. A lady,
1: you have a lady who gives you a manicure
0: <laughs> so um <Michelle laughs> you're, acting was- like,
1: you're acting like you're getting 16 inch long acrylics <laughs> every time you go
0: so michelle was telling me how before the pandemic she would wear a mask because um like they have a whole thing like they put saran wrap over their starbucks too because they have it at their little station and when you're filing nails down or you're using the little circle thingy that files it for you electronically um or is that the word i don't know what it is like the little roller thingy
1: whatever a dremel
0: yeah 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 yeah. that and so when you put that did you make that up no uh you made that up
1: it's literally called a Dremel. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> um, they use it on, like,
1: dog nails, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little dust flies everywhere. So you don't want to be inhaling that, and you also don't want to be drinking that, so they put saran wrap over their drinks, they make sure they wear a mask, and I'm like, I never had a problem with wearing a mask. Like, when it became a thing, I do not remember once being like, like, I don't want to wear a mask. Unless it was, like, a joke, but, like, being serious, I don't remember. It's never affected me. I have breathing issues, but... I don't I don't care
2: my nose is all types
0: of messed up but I enjoy a mask and I feel like if you match it to your outfit it just Uh, elevates it a
1: mask Mm -hmm. is like a new accessory
0: yeah that part it is a new accessory Mm -hmm. so when people were all pressed about it I don't I don't get it I guess it's because they're wearing the mask gaiters the, the the neck those gators. those are, yeah the neck gaiters look uncomfortable. I don't get why you would wear that because you're blocking off this entire section now. A mask is just up here, but when your not. neck is involved, ooh the
1: sweat. Mm. They they're not even <laughs> effective either. Like they're they not. don't do, they don't do anything.
0: Right, you're uncomfortable and you're not doing anything.
1: Mm-hmm. For so what? What are you doing? For what?
0: The only time I see it making sense to wear one of those is like. I always see these. mm -mm.
1: No, to keep your neck warm.
0: No, I always no because they're thin. What are you keeping warm? It's like a nylon piece on your neck. The only reason I don't get it is because it's hot and the sun the sun will just burn through it. But the only time that it makes sense to me is when I see these nice white ladies when I'm leaving for work in the morning, at like eight a.m. doing yoga. And they're just running around because they need something to quickly cover. Because what if you're running around, you don't want to wear a mask. And if you're going to pass a whole family, you want to quickly cover your face and keep going, minding your own business. They make that, masks I understand. For that, though. I know. But like, let's say you're in a hurry and you got to use what you got. That makes sense. But to go out of your way to buy like a Maryland flag neck thing.
1: I Oh, it's a, ooh, ooh, up, down in Maryland. I don't know what... I have, I have, I, I have never seen like inhabitants of a state be so obsessed with said state than Annapolis. Everybody with their like Maryland flags and it looks like a, like a tourist attraction or something like that. Yeah. I don't get that at all. All the Maryland merch and stuff, like
0: I don't know. I, I have a sense of pride of Maryland as it's my state. I'm from here, but like, oh, this is a perfect example. I I identify as a gay male. I'm all for the pride, living life, but I will never, never be cut dead <laughs> in all these, like, crunchy little rainbow clothes that they pump out during Pride Month. Like, I, I went to Target with one of my coworkers to get Starbucks, and oh my god, it's like embarrassing. The skirts, like the shirt, like the the like. It's just, it's what is it? It doesn't make sense, and the bow ties. It's just a mockery. I don't know. It all got to go. Mm-mm.
1: Burn the store.
0: Burn so the store. The
1: blowtorch. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh.
0: So. I am wearing Maryland flag stuff or prize stuff. You know, double whammy,
1: double homicide.
0: Damn, double homicide. Our guests here, though. Yes, they are. So this week, this episode was one of our. I feel like it was one of the originally planned ones. Like when we thought of the of the of the show. Um, this is one that we wanted to do towards the beginning, even before we had like a full picture of what the show was going to become. But it's going to be a fun conversation, especially after everything that's happened, because we've mm-hmm. had so many months to basically work on our portfolios, and now we're here, just discussing. Yep. All right. Well. Please welcome to the Voices Podcast, Shashi Arnold and Molly Howard. Oh my
3: God. Hi, Hello. y'all. Y'all are kind of fancy with hey. the microphone.
0: <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome to the Voices Podcast. How are you feeling?
3: You know, I'm covered in bug spray right now.
1: Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
1: a summer lotion. Uh, <laughs> all right
0: so the first thing i just want to ask you guys is what what got you into art what separate like because kids want to be doctor i remember i want to be a teacher a doctor just like whatever i could find like in a book but the common well the common denominator of all those things was that i wanted to help people out that was just like my thing i enjoyed making people like crack a laugh or like take people out of their world for five minutes. So that's how I knew I wanted to do art. I don't know if you guys have like a similar experience.
2: I wish I did because that's very noble. But <laughs> honestly, I think I was just like I was a very like kind of reserved kid. Like not with my family or anything, but like I was the kind of kid who would just like sit and like look at people. I was very like in my head, and I think I think being someone who's still so, like immersed in your thoughts all the time. Um, it kind of just makes you want to like recreate the things that you're thinking, um, Mm. which usually ends up expressing itself through art. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like was the opposite.
3: I was a really loud kid. And um, when I started doing theater, it was, I've, I've told this story like a million times, my best friend, it was in like, I was going into fourth grade and my best friend was doing theater camp. And it was the summer and I was like, well, I want to hang out. My mom, I was like, oh, can I go hang out with my friend? And my mom was like, well, no, she's at camp. And I was like, well, just, can I just go to the camp? And then I went to the camp and I was like, I was like, I was like, whoa, I played Virginia the farm girl in Oklahoma Jr. Killed it. Virginia. Bodied it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just kind of realized I I didn't even end up being in the same camp as my friend, but it was fine Mm. because I was like, I love this. Like this is, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting attention. And like, (laughs) but honestly, like the reason why I love, I fell in love so much with performing is because it's kind of similar to what what Gio said about like making people feel things and kind of the power in that you can change somebody's mind or make somebody feel better or make somebody look at something from a new way or give somebody space to do that for themselves um, through art in general, but specifically through theater um, and performance. Is really what has made me want to you know pursue it further.
0: What about you, Richard?
1: For me personally, I had I had no like significant interest for music, but I it always was like there. Like when I used to live in New York, my mom was in a band for a lot of the time, and I would like sit on, on rehearsals. and then in elementary school i had mr fulgerman for violin and that did not stick but (laughs) um in middle school my uncle had like just out of the blue gotten me like a guitar and i was like okay i'll mess around with this and like because it was fun to mess around with that and like i slowly started building my way up and like you know like moving up and then like seeing like the ensemble scene art scene and being like oh my god I can like join a band and then being in a band and just like slowly gaining more and more interest on in it um until like now I'm I'm going to college for it so um I I don't know it's it, from it, I think finding the interest in something and just like chasing it relentlessly is what really kept me in the arts for so long
3: yeah you kind of got to be a little crazy to want to be a an a lot because you gotta be like mm, what's this thing that's gonna give me no money and everybody's yeah. gonna be insane i right. love that exactly. let me get
2: it let me get it you have to be like being poor like everybody judging what you're doing
3: mm. yeah. i literally weird.
0: i had that fight with my brother he he's an electrician he's the complete opposite of me and he's like you know what I like in life? I like being able to go to Five Guys and buy a $20 burger without having to worry about it.
3: And I'm like,
0: $20 and Five Guys? Like, five and Five Guys? Cute, five Guys in right?
3: like Potomac?
0: That's cute and all. But my thing has never really been for money. I enjoy having like something that you work and work. You don't even really know what the final picture is going to be like. Mm-hmm. and then you're like oh okay like yeah, I kind of <laughs> yeah. did that that was yeah. a cute idea I had yeah and just like taking it step by step like when you have the birth of an idea and then you find your cast and then you find people to add to that idea and it just becomes like puzzle pieces uh I don't know I feel like there's, no there's nothing
2: role. more exciting than that ah. feeling of like making mm-hmm. those connections and- mm-hmm. yeah
3: when you like really start to get it rolling is like Or my favorite feeling is always, obviously, I gotta love that that curtain call, that final bow. But I also love like the feeling of just before a show starts. (laughs) Like both like like in terms of like like the night before, like when you're like, I gotta do my face mask. (laughs) But like standing the wings. Like standing the wings just before something starts. Or like also when you just when you get that idea and then it just keeps going, you're like, oh, Maybe this isn't just like <laughs> a stupid little one-off thing and I could actually do something with this.
0: Mm-hmm. That's my favorite part too. All I can remember from Sankofa, the last show I did, oh my God, when we were in person, was right before I had to twirl on that stage for Disco Inferno, like just like rubbing up behind and getting excited because it's a, as soon as that light hits, it's just like, I, I feel like I leave my body. I'm able to transform myself into a whole different world. And cause I feel numb. I feel completely numb on stage. I don't know if you share that, Molly, but when I'm on stage, I cannot tell you what is going on, who I'm with, what I'm doing. It just kind of happens. And as soon as I'm off, it feels like a fever dream. And I wake up and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like,
3: what did you just do? I have like, I, 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 I think I sort of get that. Mm-hmm. Because like I just don't get stage fright. Like I just don't. I could be on stage naked in front of a hundred thousand people and I would be like, let's let's party. Let's go. What am I doing here? (laughs) Um, I think I become like hyper aware of everything that's going on because I always am looking for like, is somebody about to mess up? Do I need to, Mm. do I need to throw a line over there? Is somebody, is the audience laughing? One time I had a moment that didn't end well because somebody in the audience, I was in like sixth grade and I was doing a show and somebody in the audience laughed at a joke. And in the very back corner of the theater, somebody snort laughed, but the snort lasted like 10 seconds. And the every, all of us that were on stage were like, there were like 10 of us on stage, lost it. We, we just like I was like ducking under the table and like shaking because I was like, so, so I wish I had your numb thing. Cause then I could have just been like, keep going, keep going when said I was like trying not to die.
0: Yeah.
1: I think for like the non-performing types of, uh, arts, like I think the process of just putting something together makes everything worthwhile, Mm -hmm. like seeing it come together. I know for music that when something starts off, it can sound like a little corny or cheesy or like, oh, this has been done. But then like you add on to it and you just keep on like, progressing it and upgrading it and making it better and then you end up with this completely unique thing I think that's the thing with arts that people don't people don't acknowledge enough that is that unless you're plagiarizing something blatantly you're always creating slash doing slash performing something that has never been done before
2: yeah and that's what makes it so exciting
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah every little thing has your own twist on it yeah
3: like, there's there's definitely this notion of like or like this this like cliche that like everything that's being done has already been done before, which is so cynical, like shut up <laughs> it's not <laughs> no, even <yeah>. true
0: <laughs> that is that's really true funny, you bring that up because at Blair specifically, when I got here, I was only like I had only ever danced, and I had done some theater around like but it wasn't a big thing I like to do if anything I grew up in church singing. it was never. I never, like, I never learned at school. And when I got to Blair, I remember the first time I walked into that theater classroom six and so Connor dragged me in and somehow convinced me to audition for the play. But what really, like, switched something in my head was when I found out of things like Fiesta Blair and Sankofa, Um, like, two different lanes of what performance art on stage is, but, like, doing a completely different thing. Like I never, I never even knew you could tell a story through like all these different components that isn't necessarily a play or a musical. And when I found that out, literally my world changed forever.
3: Mm-hmm. Upside down, yeah, I feel that.
0: Because it, it just, I don't know. It feels like those two shows specifically. Every single time I've done them, I've left with a big sense of like family. And like a family that understands like certain different like components of that struggle. And just like being able to have people of color be like the set lead. And you know, like for no no other reason, like <laughs> forget everything else. But the fact that that alone, because I was thinking about, it, I'm like, Sankofa gets these sold out audiences. There's definitely some like five-year-old in that in that little audience right there. Who is seeing like somebody like like East, uh, not Easter, I call her East Esther. Uh, when she would perform, I remember when I saw Esther perform as a middle school student, I was like, Oh my god, that is crazy! Like, she is just jumping around, like having the time of her life. And I just know that translates to like 10 years down the line. Some kid is gonna be in high school and be like, I remember seeing Kofi, literally celebrated Black history. Why can't I do that here? And it just picks up and these safe spaces are just like continuously growing.
1: Mm-hmm. I love, love, love how like amazing art is at storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, how even with like visual pieces, like Shashi, your art, when you draw these like, these, ooh, these elaborate little scenes and just like sitting there and looking at, look at this corner, look at this tree look at this little person over here like just having the ability to like observe everything that went into it just makes it feel special just to see that like I art art is by far one of the best forms of conveying messages and stories and all of that all that business
0: I think Richard you had brought it up and Molly touched on it kind of but do do you find that your art has a connection to like a family member or something? Like what what like jumpstarted that thing for you? Because I know my connection is like with my mom and yours is like with your mom with the band. Like can you guys do any ties to that? Uh,
3: yeah. Um well this actually ties into what I was gonna say too. Mm-hmm. Um, like about how I like art is storytelling. I think every form of art is storytelling. Um and I come from a family like of storytelling, like my mom is an English teacher and a writer and my dad is a filmmaker and my brother is a musician, he's a drummer. Wow. Um, so I come from like a long line of like teachers and storytellers and, and artists and stuff like that. Um, so it was just kind of like, it just kind of was like, just the way it was. And my parents were actors, they weren't like act- like, it wasn't like their job. But they did acting on the side stuff, and like they worked at the Maryland Renaissance Festival for a while, and that's like where Mm -hmm. they met, and like where my dad proposed and stuff. Um, And they did all sorts of shows. So we have also I have got all these like costumes and stuff. If anybody remembers Pirates of Penzance, my swords. So it was just kind of like a natural trajectory, and like my parents would like help me run lines and stuff. Um, And now I'm like because I'm more interested in film as well having my dad there like I remember sitting and watching him like I would go to to go to his office on like take your kid to work day and I would sit and he would show me all the stuff he did as he edited um so it was yeah it was very much just a natural trajectory and just kind of how my family was
2: yeah I think I had a very similar situation um because my parents actually both not as like their main jobs but they're both very into doing visual art and um when I was growing up they were very just like, we were just like barely scraping by financially, but they were just doing anything they could. My dad was like, you know, I'm going to quit my job and be like a puppeteer. It was like, no, <laughs> but it was, it was amazing to watch as a little kid because it was showing me, you know, you can hundred percent be happy just scraping by and just having an amazing time exploring whatever you possibly want to explore. Like my mom did a band for a little bit. They did stop motion animation. They were always working on these crazy projects. And that definitely like growing up around that really created the space that I needed to constantly be making art.
1: Your family's like the you. perfect like multimedia <laughs> <laughs> right? type family. I wish I had that. That's right. awesome.
0: I wanted that to be a puppeteer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We have some, like, don't go in our basement. It's terrifying. It's just, like, the puppets watching you dumb.
3: That's how my family is with, like, like swords and, like, like we have just, like, a chainmail tunic just, like, hanging in my laundry room. Like, you go and you're like, I need to get, like, a hammer. Don't hit your head on the chainmail.
0: That's <laughs> everything. No, like, for me personally, my mom, back in Honduras, she was a singer, and that was just, like, her thing. She loved doing it, and she had to leave the country eventually because she was like fleeing like a relationship. And when she got here, she kind of left everything behind. And she was like, you know, a fresh start. I'm just going to worry about my kids and my family. And I think that that was always like ingrained in me and just like learning like, you know, situations might not always be ideal, but when you love something, you make time for it. Mm. And I was able to, like, just, like, go to church, like, when my brothers were going to the movies with my dad to, like, watch Transformers, I was at church, like, just watching my mom perform, and (laughs) not necessarily that I would love to be at church, but just, like, seeing how things happen, like, the last minute, like, jitters behind stage, like, shaking the mic, you know, making sure everything is plugged in, and so she really taught me that you just got to keep like just trying and trying. And even if you feel stupid, that's when you do the best. Like I like when you feel like especially dancing and you look like a chicken without its head and you're just like running around, that's when people enjoy it the most <laughs> and you're doing the best because you're the most concentrated and you're not worried about anything else. So I, I don't know. I just have that deep connection to her.
1: Yeah. So. I know that it's hard for our performers when the pandemic hit to kind of express that art. Although, Molly, I have seen that ever since everything started closing up you've been doing you've been on your portrait game like you've done your makeup stuff yes oh my important. god yes they look so good every time you appear on my feed i'm like she has done it again constantly raising <laughs> the game, yes ah, like, thank you. has has makeup art been kind of a replacing form of art since theater became inaccessible
3: um, sort of. Well, cause I've always been like interested in makeup and stuff. Um, like I said, I like attention.
2: <laughs> however I can get it,
3: however I can get the validation, I'm good. Um, but like I, I've been doing like makeup looks like since mm-hmm. like seventh grade. Um, and then the self portraiture started because I had to do my advanced exhibition for cap and, uh, I was alone. I didn't have anywhere to go. Like I, I was alone with my dad's DSLR and I, I just started, the, the whole self portrait thing started for that project. And then I was I was doing them, I was like, this is awesome. And I can do really cool stuff like this. And it definitely kind of filled the void. Like I still had some, like I've been in two Zoom shows, but it's not the same at all. I did like a masterclass, but do you try, Geo, probably knows you tried doing a dance class on zoom oh my <laughs> god <It's just laughs> it's a nightmare.
0: Fun it feels like you've lost the passion but it's not necessarily that it's just like you don't this isn't what you're used to
3: yeah it's like trying to like dance and like mm-hmm. but the music is just not <laughs> there's just no music and you're like okay no. um but it definitely did kind of like fill a little bit of a void and and you know now as like theaters are starting to open back up again i think it's definitely something like that i'm gonna keep doing because i think it's something that i just it'll help you with.
0: out
3: yeah and mm-hmm. i've been i've actually had the chance to make some money from it like Ooh. i did i've, I've yeah. done i've done two professional like photo shoots and i made some money from yeah. it. Um,
1: speaking so, <laughs> speaking of money shashi you have you've had your commission stuff coming made, in she made too. <laughs> she <laughs> thank,
2: thank you for <laughs> the money <laughs> um yeah, it was very cool to do a commission with you guys. Definitely, like, doing a commission for this podcast. It was one of the first commissions where it was, like, I love the people I'm working for. I love what they're doing. Like, it just felt amazing to be doing work for money. But, like, I loved everything about it. It was, like, what? Getting mm. money can be like this? So that was and, really awesome. Thank and your you. And
1: activism stuff. I, 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 when, like, the George Floyd stuff happened... And everybody was, like, doing, like, donations and stuff and doing what they can. Judy had her, like, earring and, like, jewelry business. And you were mm-hmm. – I think you were selling prints, right, For to donate.
0: I
2: was doing commission portraits in exchange for donations.
1: Yeah. That is
0: amazing. Wow. I, yeah. yeah, I remember that.
2: That's what Allison did with her her cake <laughs> business.
3: Those cakes were so good. Oh, my Come God. on, cakes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Cake's better.
1: <laughs> the ability yeah. – uh, ooh, cake is not bad. Cake What you can't cake, frame a cake. Right. Cake only lasts so long.
2: <laughs> to me, cake is top of any tier.
1: <laughs> but the ability of the arts just to just to be so intertwined in like our everyday life, like for activism's not act ooh, English. For the sake of activism and for the sake of pushing forward positive messages. It's just amazing. It's amazing. It was magical. I think the arts is the closest thing we got to magic in society at the moment. Yes. Until, until yeah. Until we discover aliens. That's the thing about
0: like Blair specifically. I feel like this year, more than ever, I have seen people step outside of their comfort zones and just create things that are just, like, crazy. Like, do, like, your makeup stuff, Molly. Like, I swear, I'd be scrolling down, like, oh, like, why is she so good? Your art shot sheet, And just, like, the things that Amina has been doing and just, like, BNC has been able to do. Just everyone. I'm... I love everyone. We ha- We should be in <laughs> art school. We should literally be in art school. I don't school get why we're not.
1: Arts. We don't arts. need the
0: magnet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that third floor.
0: Right, uh, right. There you go. By
1: the pool. Erase, yeah, think... erase the science rooms.
3: <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite, like, things about art that I mean, like, and I have obviously have a lot of favorite things about art, but, like, that is particularly... particularly... <laughs> Specifically, I'm just going to pick up the word. Specifically been so like highlighted by the pandemic is that it can survive in any environment. We can we could be in an apocalypse and people would still be writing songs and We are literally be...
0: the roaches of life.
3: Yeah. We are literally <laughs> like you can't we can't die. You can't get rid yeah. of us. <laughs> um yeah. But I just remember like I did I did a master class like through my voice teacher last summer where I had to do the dance lessons. but I also took like some like master classes with like um, Pamela Myers came in one day, which was like hello. Um, and just something that she was talking about is just how like the art community will always persevere and it mm-hmm. always survives and it and then it always doesn't just survive, it always thrives because art is voice. So mm-hmm. there's it. it uh, no matter what needs to be said, art is how we're going to say it. Yeah. We're
1: talking to all them starving artists out there. You may that be hungry, so but you're doing the world a service.
0: <laughs> all right, what? y'all. Before we continue, we do need to go to break. So we'll be right back with more Molly and Shashi.
1: Hey, guys. It's Richard. Please excuse the loud cicadas outside my window. They've officially come. We don't have a particular ad this week, but we do want to shout out the amazing artists that we have on. So, if you want to check out any of their work, you can find them on Instagram at Holly Moward and at Art By Shashi. That is at H O L L Y M O W A R D and at A R T B Y S H A S H I. Now let's get back into the episode. And we're
0: back. Okay, so before we go anywhere, I do just want to talk quickly with you, Molly, about, like, virtual shows and, like, Zoom shows. I know you brought that up.
2: <laughs> do Zoom we have shows,
0: to? <laughs> Zoom shows are a thing that need to stay in a pandemic. Like, I don't think they need to go anywhere else. It was cute for the first couple months, but I think by, like, August, all of us were checked out. <laughs> like, we yeah. cannot do this again.
3: yeah. I did um, through imagination stage. I did "She Kills Monsters" in the fall, and then I did "Midsummer's Night's" did it "Midsummer Night's Dream" in the winter. Mm-hmm. Midsummer was actually pretty fun. Um, "She Kills Monsters" was a little painful to do just because nobody really knew how to do it yet. But Midsummer, we kind of were like, okay, getting a grip on things, and Midsummer's always fun. So. Um,
0: Wait, but were you guys doing the first show like in person before you had to transition it? Nope.
3: No, no. I paid mm-hmm. money to do a show last year that I never got to do.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what what uh, were y'all doing?
3: Um, Metamorphosis, Metamorphoses, mm-hmm. Mary Zimmerman. Um, it was really, really cool. <laughs> I'm really oh. sad I didn't get to do it. I got to play Zeus, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, so I am very very content with never doing a zoom show ever again. I did it no. and I can say that I did it and that's fine. I did see um I went to went to in quotes Emerson the school that I'm going to next year did their shows virtually but it's a college level like professional level thing. So they did Spring Awakening and it was genuinely awesome. Like it was genuinely yeah. really good because they were moving all over the screen and everybody was in like their own room and they had costumes and lighting and like they had all the songs were like really, really good. But that was the professional like college level. Mm-hmm. They can do it. The rest of us never- Just do.
0: stick to what we should- Just stick yeah. to what we're good at. <laughs> no, I agree because I remember when I first What was the first show that Blair tried to do? Okay, In the Heights. Originally, the plan was to do In the Heights virtually. Now, In the Heights is already a very hard show to do simply because it has rapping. Like, just whether you want to call it rapping or not, it's hard to do simply because of that. And then when you have to add in that we're no longer doing, like, just regular dances, but we have to throw in literal Hispanic dances plus, like, mix in an American feel with what was it over 300 people in a cast i could tell that it was gonna go downhill but the disaster that (laughs) came like people just did not want to do it and i don't think it's because like art and just things like that i think it's simply because it was the middle of a pandemic (laughs) because
3: it hurt to do because it hurt
0: (laughs) yeah uh, and so when we did synkofa and Vosis we tried our best to like stay away from Zoom I don't even think we did rehearsals on Zoom or anything but yeah no I think are they still doing Midsummer Night Stream at Blair I think they might still be doing it virtually on Zoom don't quote me on that but I'm hoping that that show ends off this like saga of virtual shows that should never come back yeah yeah
3: it's
0: just
3: it's just something that everybody in the theater community that lived through this is going to look back on and be like oh god do you remember that and everyone's going to be like thank god we never have to do that again
0: yeah it at least taught me that i don't care about film acting whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) i cannot do it
1: that fully happened for the pit band too because I remember oh my God, yeah. we went on quarantine and then Mr. Oldham was like sending us stuff on the Google classroom, like, remember to practice, guys. Practice helps you keep you keep you good at your instrument. And then he sent like a good like two messages of that. And then like there was maybe like one zoom and then that was it. And I was, was radio silence from then until now. And it just it just dropped. We just dropped it because that it wasn't gonna work. And everybody in my family is like, why can't y'all just do the show over? Why can't y'all like just play over Zoom? Like that would have been like that would have given anything that less than a terrible product.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, when it comes to like pit and band, I don't even get how they did. Have y'all seen those? um, I think they posted on Instagram where it's just like the entire orchestra, like doing a single song. Those took them like months. I don't get yeah. how you pull that out, but the way that those were done to such a high level, I was I was like throwing their flowers, but also who has the time and the commitment?
3: Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad y'all did it. I not even be a part
0: but... of it. Yeah. It looks so good, but it just looked too hard. And yeah. that's probably why they've only done like three yeah. and they've all been good, but I would not do no more either. <laughs>
3: Yeah, at a certain point it's like, this is gonna be over soon. Just wait. Just you might as well just wait.
1: (laughs) Just a little bit longer.
0: What about you, Shashi? How was like your transition like going from what you did before in the real world (laughs) up until now?
2: I mean, I definitely feel for you guys because (laughs) there was no difference. (laughs) Like for me. Especially because I mean, I took art classes at in school, but honestly, like Yeah, I do most of my art at home anyway. Um, I did miss a little bit, like, I realized the other day, like, I'm really hungry to, like, talk to someone about my art. Because in class, you know, Mm -hmm. people will wander around, and they'll be like, oh, what you did there, and you'll see other people's art, and I'll kind of get you inspired. But I was kind of able to get the inspiration through Instagram and stuff. Um, If anything, all I meant is that I have more time to do art. So yeah I didn't really have to go through that it seems it seems rough I'm sorry
0: (laughs) are you like planning planning on continuing it
2: yeah I mean I'm I had a whole oh i was gonna (laughs) cut a whole (laughs) existential crisis um trying to decide whether to go to regular school or art school because I was like if I go to art school I'm just doing art and I chose art school, so... <laughs> um,
0: I'm going should. to Pratt
2: Institute um, to do... Right now, I'm saying I'm going to major in illustration, but we'll see what happens. Um,
0: that is
3: everything. That's awesome. Oh, my God.
2: Thank I love you. Yeah.
1: Look
0: at all of you going to
1: college.
2: <laughs> my, my
1: one fear of going to, like, a college for the arts is that I just become so sick of it that I just drop that.
2: That's what I'm scared of.
1: Because, honestly,
2: know? with all the art I did this year for... Silver chips, like on my own for art class for my art internship. I'm like, I'm a little burnout. Like, right. I'm kind of right. like, wait, do I like to draw? Mm. And I'm a little worried about what's gonna happen in art school. But you know what? Worst comes to worst, I'll transfer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think it'll be, yeah. I think it'll be a little different. You know what? I found like, like, obviously I'm not joshi, but you know, I got like hyper focused on like painting and stuff this quarantine because i was Mm. just like i'm gonna buy a little a mini easel and a bunch of canvases (laughs) (laughs) um and what i have found that i missed is art museums oh my god i i love art museums i love the portrait gallery like and i would just go and spend like day like not i not like sleeping in the portrait gallery but (laughs) i would go and spend like a whole day with my friends down just like walking around like the portrait gallery and the sculpture garden and i've just been like itching to like get back in there because and i just found out that they're open again and i like almost cried yesterday um because i haven't been the one in dc yeah the national portrait gallery a bunch of the smithsonians Um, are starting to open again you just have to like get like a timed like a free pass on the website but um because i just feel like like and I totally feel for you. Like I'd be mean, like going to like because I'm going to theater school and I'm like, oh God, am I about to like hate? Like I'm literally going into being a professional theater kid, which is like some people's personal hell. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <Booze>. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think what'll be good about it is that you'll also be surrounded by people who made that same questionable life choice. Yeah. So it's like like Ooh, we all, love- we're all we're all in this together. <laughs> and we can all talk about it. So like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah,
2: like in your own little like bubble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Part of that though is something I don't like is how much like, if you're going to art school or something, you know, it's a very inaccessible world. You're only going to art school if you are very privileged basically. Mm -hmm. And it definitely means it's very undiverse, it's very narrow and going from Blair to that just feels icky it feels icky and I wish I wish there was a way for me to like go to art school and not have it be that way um mm -hmm. yeah it's very it's definitely something that's kind of been itching at the back of my mind yeah Yeah. like I fully
1: I fully know that I can't pay for school but I still want to go because I think that just the experience of that is something that i'm willing to pay money for or to like go oh let me not say go into debt for let's not that. <laughs> but to, I, I, I do not like, claim the energy <laughs> no no negative energy no debt energy but i think the experience debt of energy. being in like that bubble and having those people around and just making those connections is kind of like priceless and i just no, i just want right. to yeah. see what college is like too yeah.
3: yeah. Especially with like art, like specifically. I mean, obviously, like I'm going to talk specifically like theater college, but like I'm going. Emerson is a, like a PWI. It's, it's like a seventy percent white like school.
1: What well, art school isn't
3: though? That's exactly, exactly, but, yeah. exactly, yeah. And so it's going to be like a bit of like a hey, like I'm white, I know, but like, <laughs> it's going to be a bit of like a. a it's going to be really different uh, to go from Blair to that, and specifically like, like with like theater and like music school and the industry itself, it's all about who, you know, and like, yeah. if you're going to like major in English, it doesn't necessarily matter where you go to school, mm-hmm. but, and I know like people are always like, it doesn't really matter. It's like what you make of it, but it does like to a certain yeah. extent, because it depends on who you meet there. That's going to matter. Um, and so, and, and that's what makes it so cyclical is that it's only certain people can have access to these schools and then they get to know each other. And then it's further and further away from being this, like like Broadway has a huge problem. It is so inaccessible to Mm -hmm. the mass population. And it makes me so sad because I love it so much.
0: (laughs) I think it's good. I I think like to a certain extent, the fact that like you were saying, Richard, you still want to push through it. I think like crawling into those spaces and like making space for our own people and like other people who are no nowhere like us are and are going to eventually be allowed into these spaces and create like uh, just a more um, a more diverse culture within Broadway and within like performance art. Mm -hmm. So I think the few of us who are continuing like to carry that torch, even if it's just like as little as the representation that that could mean to somebody just knowing that like for me personally knowing that somebody like Amina and somebody like Alana was able to get into NYU I'm like that's wild you know like these are these are people I was just doing a show with like just a couple months ago and like I know those are those two people are like lights for me at the end of the tunnel so you know you guys will all continue to do that you know it's wild oh my god y'all grew up Clearly, uh, uh. <laughs>
3: <Literally, laughs> you're, you're younger than me hush
0: i know I... <laughs> uh, you,
3: should
1: talk, you should talk about your future plans
0: my future plans yikes
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> audition um
0: no i want to go to nyu nyu has always been just like the school that i've wanted to go to simply because i feel like it's one it's known as one of those top schools and because of that, I don't think I need NYU. I just like, not, ooh, that sounded wrong. Not <laughs> no, I mean like, I don't think I need to go to NYU to continue to have the passion I have for art. Right, but you want but, to. But I want, but you to. want to, yeah. And I want to be able to show that I can do it. And all those, all them little nasty people who were trying to tell me like years when I was a kid and like, just like now. I want to be able to go and show that we can make these places and that we can continue to grow in these places and we can yeah. take that and not have that place be my identity, you know, like just take it and continue to grow and create bigger places. So will I get into NYU? Yes, I will. Clock back yeah. a year later, y'all. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Speed and resistance. Claim I'm, right. starting, yeah. I'm starting
1: to like form this theory that like if if you if you want to go to art school and you fully know that you cannot afford that yeah. and you will probably be like $60,000 in debt by the time you're done it's, uh. <laughs> it's not a form of it's not being stupid because i know my family has yeah. has always been stressed out about how i'm going to pay for berkeley but i think i think the reason what i think what makes it worth it and what makes art students want to continue on to college like that is because throughout K through 12, we have just been plopped from school to school against our will. We have not had <laughs> choice of like what, what we wanted to do. If-, if Kicking you, and screaming. Right, like- Pushing we, me
3: through uh, the public education system.
1: <laughs> just being pushed through the tunnel to to the higher education like exit. But, and you were lucky if you had a school that accommodated Arts like how Blair does like Blair still needs to do more but like it's better than a lot And so when you have these options of higher education And you see these institutions that are built just around this one thing that you absolutely adore or You see that There's a facility for people like you where you can meet that community and connect with that it just it seems invaluable like you it seems like you can't put a price on that and that's the reason why a a lot of a lot of art students will go to places even regardless of the price or regardless of well i shouldn't speak for them all (laughs) regardless of how much it costs because that type of connection is what all artists like seek just that connection with the people like you to see your to find your community some might say,
0: at the yeah. end of the day, dreams are dreams until they come through or come true. And
3: <laughs> come through.
0: <they> come through. <laughs> <laughs> and so, go for it. Hey, you never know when that million-dollar TikTok deal or whatever it is Period. is going to come into your life. Period. Uh some questionable questionable people have gotten questionable things in life and gotten real famous off of it so you never know when things. it's <laughs> right, <laughs> you never know. You never know when something's gonna fall into your life. You and never know when a scholarship. Right, yeah. I, was the only I was saying. Reason you know, our no. school
2: is accept- accessible to me is because mm-hmm. I yeah. thought I was able to get a, like a full full ride to Pratt, and I'm oh,
1: period.
0: And that's Ooh, uh, and that's
2: something I feel like people put so much stress on, like oh, apply to this college, apply to this college, like apply to the scholarships. Mm-hmm. Once you get in, that's great, but how are you gonna go there? Like,
1: right, yeah. I
2: cannot stress that. Enough. Yeah. Any underclassmen who are listening, yeah, right now,
1: apply you're to listening. Me, yeah, and let's
2: start add, now. Let's
1: yeah, add some fuel yeah. to that fire. Freshmen, eighth graders, seventh oh, graders. Oh, yeah. You can apply to scholarships literally from birth, so there's no excuse. Yes,
2: <laughs> every year you need to be rolling. Yeah. Invest in
3: the stock market at four years old. <laughs> Do it now, <laughs> before it's
2: boss baby, boss baby, girl,
3: girl boss baby. <laughs> girl <laughs> uh, boss.
1: <laughs> and even yeah, even people true. in college like you can still yeah. apply yeah. for scholarships yeah. when yeah. you're enrolled
3: and so aid financial aid the yeah, only reason you. I'm going to soon is cuz they gave me aid <laughs> yeah. i'm still going into debt
1: <laughs> do that every year
3: yeah yes, you should and also
1: just
0: continue to be your number one fan out of everything especially in like such a competitive art world there's gonna be people who are gonna make you doubt and all those things, but if you continue to be the one person in your court, things will just feel a lot easier. Yeah,
3: yeah. and Richard, if you go to Berkeley, you should come visit me in Boston. We can party. You
1: know? I will. Oh my, I'm <laughs> setting up my like whole Boston. Is Emerson road. in Boston?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. It's like oh right my God, on the, it's right on the common. Um, I've I'm already
1: like, started looking mm-hmm. at the Boston map because another one of my friends, Jessica, <laughs> is going to Boston University, and I'm like, okay, so I need to take the Green Line <laughs> I'm so and then catch the this trolley. We need to, we need to it's get. Everything. Ooh, yeah. and you know what? There's the Boston Conservatory that's uh, yeah. attached with Berkeley and they have their little theater thing. If you can find a way into that, I will support you. <laughs> I'll, I'll invite you. I'll invite you to.
3: I unfortunately applied and they waitlisted me and then i committed to emerson for theater anyway so uh. yeah they're lost okay. <laughs> 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 they just lost
1: another star yeah
3: but what i was gonna say earlier like i like when i was younger like i've been doing theater for so long obviously and it was just kind of always in the back of my mind that like it was something that i really did want to pursue but i was like Always thinking, it was like, I think it was like the summer between ninth and tenth grade where I was like really thinking about, like, do I really want to go to school for this? Because I was filling my head with all those like cliches of like, you're never going to make any money, which is a lie if anybody's listening. There's so mm-hmm. many ways to make money in the arts world. Um, and I was CITing for a camp of like second through fourth graders, and the, it was a theater camp, and the director, I was like helping her clean up one day and she was talking to me about it because she thought I was going into college because I've always looked like 10 years older than I am. Um, and <laughs> she was like, I was telling her about like my my like concerns, like, God, I, I, I'm i not gonna make enough money. You know, I might like major in something else and minor in theater, or major in theater and minor in something else. And she was like, when else are you going to have the chance to surround yourself with what you love and people doing the thing that you love, like completely and totally. And if you can go for that, if you love it that much, there is a way to make money in it because there's so many, art has so many roles. There's so many, nah, no pun intended. There's so many roles <laughs> to play um, that there is a way to make money if you love it that much. And I was like, I do love it that much. And that's yeah. what was the final push for me to be like, yeah, I'm gonna follow this.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Wow, y'all, yeah, that, was, that was such a cute talk. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'd so much rather, like, do the thing I love and, like, find a way to somehow have someone pay me to do the thing I love than, like, find a way to make money and try to force myself to love that. Like, right. that sounds terrible. Exactly. Right. And yeah. if
1: all fails, if everything goes down the gutter, either be, my, my plan is either to join the fire department or be a USPS driver because I, they get bank.
3: I thought only you were a stripper. That's where I was, I, I, thought, yeah, I was going.
0: I thought you but were going to say a on You can always do on Yeah. Say. <laughs> I was going to say, okay. <laughs> hey, if you want to become a USPS driver or a stripper, or both, period, or both, <laughs> or, or, or. <laughs> a I, USPS there's no clause about that, right? <laughs> Oh, that's everything right there. <laughs>
3: oh, and yep. you could have like a little, like a beer, like your theme. You and then, like, like you bring your like, little
1: <laughs> uniform. Yep. yep.
3: Someone got in the truck, in the mail truck.
1: <laughs> oh yummy. my yeah.
3: god. <laughs> <laughs> and people can throw Amazon gift cards at you instead of
1: cash. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, y'all. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Thank you. It thank was awesome to have us. you guys.
1: Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.
1: (laughs) That was so cute. You need to, no, you need to pick something. You say that every episode. No, but
0: it was cute because I love, like Shashi was saying, artists talking with artists. Isn't that fun?
1: Mm -hmm. That rejuvenated me because the way how they just gave me life by saying, just doing what you love means more than making any type of bank or success Mm. i know that personally for myself i'm attracting success into my life and i know that i'm capable of success but it's not the main thing that i'm going for i just want to love what i do and if that means that i have to work like hollister on the side along with the like dog walking at what is it called wolf i'm gonna do that in boston the dog walking is wolf it's like where you pick up people's dog and walk them like that's a thing yes i i wanted to do it last summer but i wasn't old enough but i'll be old enough then but like just i feel like this generation has prioritized mental health more than any previous generation has which is why it makes it so hard for our generation to be understood, because it, to them, it makes it look like we're doing this out of nonsense, like purposefully choosing a career path that does not guarantee success, that does not guarantee a uh, good income, which might I add, no degree does that. Nothing guarantees success. Nothing not
0: doctors
1: but do they because even after you graduate well you could be a crunchy
0: little doctor i guess
1: even after you graduate medical school i'm sure you still have to do years and years of other stuff Mm. i i i and plus that's expensive i feel like that's as expensive if not more expensive than art school but i think us as a generation prioritizing our mental health and truly doing something that we love is very good, beneficial, bar. it goes to the economy. It's very good, truly raising the bar. That's that Joe Biden quote. Hey, you know what? Don't worry about it, it goes to the economy.
0: <laughs> Ew, why do you sound like him? I don't like that. <laughs> well, anyways, this was cute, loved it. Stop
1: saying this is cute.
0: I do it on purpose.
1: Find a synonym. <laughs> Find something. Up. We ha- We cannot. We okay, cannot... ready,
0: ready, ready, ready. This is gorgeous.
1: We cannot keep on excusing our guests from the episode and then being like, this is Kale. I, I just, I love this episode. I love this podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Only two more episodes left.
0: I know. Wait, is it two more?
1: Yep. That
0: is so sad.
1: Well,
0: do they know those y'all oh they don't know about them. I guess we we could like can't I don't
1: know. no
0: we can't y'all just have to
1: wait uh, we can ha- we can ha- add the last one since this I is just last have one
0: so much thing. pride in this podcast
1: mm-hmm. Well anyways, this has been another very fun to record episode with one of your hosts, Richard.
0: And your other
1: host, Gio. We'll see y'all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.